0: Thanks for joining Impact Boom on this episode.
1: I think the first thing would be to work out what you need and why you need it, how much money you need. I don't think it's not a prerequisite that you need to go out and raise capital. I want Pedal Club to have a large international impact and to reach that impact, it needs to. we need to scale the business to a certain level.
0: Welcome to impactboom.org. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes.
2: Thanks for listening to episode 330 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles, and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Fergus Walcone. Fergus is the founder of The Pedal Club a business formed out of a passion for making sustainable and environmental change in the world of cycling. Fergus, a born and bred Pommy, moved down under five years ago, excited about a new city and market, having studied real estate and qualified as a chartered surveyor in London. As his career progressed, his enthusiasm for his work and the wider industry waned, largely due to the perceived lack of interest from colleagues and clients in climate change an issue Fergus felt passionate about. As a result, the Pedal Club was born. Fergus stepped into the unknown to try and make a difference by launching a kids' bike subscription service, allowing parents to swap their kids' bikes as they grow. His focus is now on extending the short life cycle of a child's bicycle whilst encouraging the next generation to get outside and appreciate our wonderful planet. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing how individuals who are passionate about making a difference can take their first steps in starting a social enterprise and why the circular economy is a crucial concept for businesses to understand to remain environmentally sustainable. Fergus, thank you very much for joining us today. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Excellent. So to start off, Fergus, can you please share a bit about your background and then what led to your work in sustainable business?
1: Sure. I am from the UK. I've been over in in Sydney for five years now. That's gone quickly. I actually used to work in the real estate industry. I was a surveyor Back in London, qualified as a charter surveyor, was on a career path to work in the property world for the rest of my life. I'd studied it in university and stuff. So that was me set. When we moved over here nearly five years ago, I then got a job in the commercial real estate sector. It was one of those things that it, I just didn't have the passion for it that some people did. As you can imagine, in a corporate industry like that, there's the prospect of making a lot of money, which drives a lot of people in that world. That was a really huge drive for me. And I didn't have the same passion that some people did for the industry and work that we were doing. But it, it's funny, it takes years and years to come to realizations like that so I didn't necessarily know that it wasn't really until COVID that the property industry basically got put on ice and work died down I guess I had a lot more time to think and basically it was at that point that I realized that I would much rather be doing something that had a positive impact on the world I think a third of your life is spent working so I thought actually why do I want to do something that doesn't have that positive impact and doesn't fulfill me or at least it's not something that I feel passionate about that would have been 2019 I think 2018 2019 yeah 2019 was COVID wasn't it so that was when I started looking you know basically exploring just having a look around looking over the parapet and seeing what was out there during the throes of that time I'd started applying for some jobs I quite like the look of and I was you know, speaking to people outside of the real estate industry to get a taste for what might do that for me and it was at that time that I then got made redundant it is definitely possible that the search for new jobs and the redundancy weren't unrelated but regardless I'd then been handed this opportunity to explore I believe everything happens for a reason so I've been handed this opportunity to explore those new opportunities without having the pressure of getting a new job straight away because obviously I've got a redundancy payout it's a bit of a backstory I've always been someone who I'll always come up with a new business idea and uh, do some research get really excited about it write loads of stuff down on a page and then they may never look at it again <laughs> I've got t- tons of google documents that are full of these weird and wonderful ideas at that point I started as well as looking at jobs for companies and roles that I was interested in I also started looking back over some of those ideas a lot of them had sustainability focus environmentally focused because that was something I was increasingly passionate about maybe passionate is the wrong words concerned with the state of the climate that formed a passion for me and I was meekly trying to do some good in the real estate sector and for the company I was working for without a huge amount of success. One of the ideas that I stumbled across was in the world of bikes. I'm a cyclist and it was focused on the secondhand market It's such a brilliant industry for so many reasons, but it's also one that is quite inefficient particularly the second-hand market which is so good if you're a new cyclist you don't know where you stand with it bikes are super expensive and the second-hand market is full of untrustworthy sellers if you have a bike merge it's really difficult to know where to start my idea on this page that I stumbled across was a trusted second-hand marketplace that allows people to trade in the second-hand marketplace doesn't have to worry about getting something new and therefore reduces waste at the end of the bike's life because they end up Uh, back in the bikes on the second-hand market. I was pretty intrigued by this and and started with a desk research and spoke to a a couple of mates about it. I suppose I was really lucky in the sense that I had that period of time because of the redundancy to explore this stuff. That's what led me to what is the Pedal Club today, which we'll touch on, I'm sure. I actually ended up buying an ex-demo Bianchi bike to test one of the business models that I'd been playing with and that's actually when I first learned my father's harsh lesson in being a business owner I then sold the Bianchi months later, a $600 loss I think but anyway I still felt something was there and it was an industry I cared about and an industry where I could do some good and that I was actually passionate about and ticked a lot of the boxes that I hadn't been able to tick in the real estate world and I actually ended up getting a part-time job in a bike shop. To learn a little bit more about the industry and the product and everything that's what led me to the pedal club that's when the pedal club was born when i stumbled across an opportunity in the kids bike market
2: that really brings a perfect opportunity to dive into the next question you just touched on it there but you're the founder of the pedal club and obviously we know that it's related a bit to bikes and that secondhand market but can you tell us a bit more about this enterprise and then its primary activities in social sustainability
1: so the Pedal Club is a subscription service for kids' bikes. The idea being that parents can swap the bikes as their kids grow. We offer a number of new and what we call pre-loved, which is essentially refurbished second-hand kids' bikes from a few different brands for between $15 and $35 a month. Obviously, kids grow incredibly fast. So buying a $400 bike can be an unnecessary cost and a bit of a pain in the backside if they don't outgrow it within a few months and you've suddenly got this essentially brand-new bike that you then have to sell On the second hand market, big vision for the Pedal Club is multiple product lines and package offerings, giving parents a more sustainable approach to consumerism and and getting stuff for their kids, essentially, in an all-in-one, easy-to-use service. There's huge circularity principles to it. We take all the bikes back once they're swapped and we refurbish them and then we get them back on the website and get them back out there. Bikes are getting four or five times the life that they might otherwise get. Really fascinating initiative there. And obviously
2: within creating this organization and stepping and dipping your toe into the world of startups, you would have a bit of experience around raising investments. So could you maybe share with our listeners, what have you learned about raising investment to get an idea or an enterprise
1: off the ground? I raised a little bit of investment at the very beginning of the journey just to extend the early runway to explore business models and stuff. That was more bringing on a partner who was willing to invest in the project. I guess I don't necessarily pass that as raising capital, but I did do a pre-seed fundraising round. The Pedal Club is only 18 months old. I started this back in Jan 2021. I've done a pre-seed round late last year. I think the first thing is you need to work out what business or enterprise you're running. Not every business or enterprise necessarily needs needs investment I would say to raise capital depending on which way you're doing it but if you're raising equity investment then you obviously have the added complication of shareholders and investors that you have to deal with that's got its own challenges and in a way if you've got your own business and you're bootstrapping it and you own 100% of it then it's completely up to you what you do with it when you do with it and how you deal with it I think the first thing would be to work out what you need and why you need it how much money you need, it's not a prerequisite that you need to go out and raise capital. I want Pedal Club to have a large international impact and to reach that impact, we need to scale the business to a certain level and for it to be profitable as well. To bootstrap it the entire way would be really difficult because as you can imagine, if you're subscribing kids' bikes, the margin is relatively low. So you need a large volume in order to reach profitability. From the offset, I knew that investment was going to be necessary. It was from day dot, it was kind of, part of the roadmap. But I would say if you have established that you need investment and that is going to form part of your journey, then I would build your network as early as you possibly can. I don't mean tapping people up for investment early, getting people interested in what you're doing and gaining Their engagement early on, and you never know what new perspectives and insights you'll gain from those people as well. I guess also not to worry about rejection. Not everyone is going to be interested in what you're doing, and not every investor is going to see it as an opportunity. There are so many different types of investor, there are so many different ways of raising capital that not every method and not every person or fund is going to be interested in what you do. I know that the Pedal Club is probably not something that ticks a lot of boxes for venture capitalists, for example. So I don't spend a huge amount of time. I'm trying to build my network in the VC world I think it's understanding who it is might be interested in and that will come with time you, you start to meet different people and you get an idea for what they're looking for their mandate and how much they're looking to invest in the type of projects etc that would be my advice understand the types of investors that might be interested in and then focus your attention on them and build that network nice and early don't be afraid to get out there and tell people what you're up to
2: That's some really valuable advice for anyone looking to enter that startup space and create their own initiatives, the Pedal Club, and it's very clear that you have some experience there in that sector. There's a lot of value there for people listening to take. As an alum of the the Hatch Taronga Accelerator Program, what were some of the key lessons that you took away from the program and what would be useful for
1: other founders listening in? Stronger. First of all, it's brilliant. So (laughs) apply to it. I was on the Hat Stronger program midway through last year. It's a fantastic program. I think what it taught me is to surround yourself with like-minded people. There are a lot of brilliant people out there doing amazing things And unless you get out there and meet them and get to know them, then you don't know they exist. I'm a solo founder. I've got a partner in the business, but he's more like a passive investor. Particularly as a solo founder, it can be a pretty lonely journey. So doing something like the Hatch Accelerator was just inspiring and energizing. Even if you don't go onto a program like Hatch Toronto, there might be something else out there for you. There's so many brilliant programs. I would definitely get on one of them or at least surround yourself with some like-minded people and take an interest in what they're doing and they'll take an interest in what you're doing what are the key lessons I had my eyes open a little bit as to there are so many different ways of running launching and growing a business it was really good for the educational piece going into the startup world particularly if you haven't worked in the startup world before it's quite complicated I knew very little I had my idea and I tested the market and I started to gain customer traction and I was on my own path. I didn't learn the theory and then put it into practice. So it was really learning key things about the startup and social enterprise world that I didn't previously know. And they get some brilliant speakers on and the people that run it, Tom and Danielle are fantastic. Unfortunately, Danielle's just left, but I'm sure they'll get someone else on who's brilliant as well. That was one thing. And not to get stuck on your idea in the way that you formulated it, be open to what other people think. It was particularly good. We did so many workshops where at the end of it, you go, oh, I could look at it that way. You've gained a new perspective that you didn't have previously. I think just generally, it's a great idea to get yourself in a room. I actually have done a couple of different programs. I did a pre accelerator program called Catalyzer. I was on a workshop bootcamp thing with Boomerang Labs, doing as many things as you can like that, are just great because you're meeting people who are equally grinding out their own path and trying to do good in the world. It's always pretty inspiring and energising to put yourself in that position. So yeah, join the programme. <laughs> Wow. Really
2: amazing lessons that you've learned and a lot of value for anyone to jump onto that program. So hopefully some people are listening and find a way to get on board as quickly as possible. So thank you for talking about that, Fergus. Now, if we're talking a bit more about the pedal club as well, and you've talked and mentioned previously that you're obviously interested in that environmental sustainability side of things and the circular economy is a Huge principle, like a lot of entrepreneurs are integrating it into operations. So what are your tips for entrepreneurs from running the Pedal Club to integrate circular economy principles
1: into the core aspects of their business? It's a great question. I think first and foremost, it's not always easy incorporating circular principles into your business. It's not always the sexiest idea in the room. And as I've found with the Pedal Club, it's often low margin. The pathway to profitability is not as obvious as one of these tech or deep tech companies. I would say if you are going to start a circular economy focused business, then make sure you really know your numbers, run the models, run the sensitivities on the models, make sure you're happy it works and get advice on it as well. Seek advice. Don't just blindly go out there and think it's going to be a great idea and everyone's going to love it because it's not always the case. This year, in truth, has been really tough with the Pedal Club uh, and that is in large part down to the weather we've had in Sydney. Often think you've got the best idea ever and it's brilliant and everyone's going to absolutely love it and people will invest in it but it's not always the case. So the best thing you can do is make sure it's a really sound business proposition. And actually going back to your previous question about Hatch, that was another thing that was a key takeaway from that is to always work back through your business model canvas and your numbers and your models and make sure you're happy that it works and, and that you've got a you've got that pathway set out. You've got a clear roadmap and you know what you're doing. It's very easy to get caught up in the minutiae of the detail. And so I would say always take a holistic approach and think about it from a high level. It's really rewarding doing something that incorporates circularity is super rewarding. So, when you see it work, there's nothing better. If you can, even if it's just incorporating circularity principles into an existing business, I would definitely recommend doing it. Get to know your market, know your models, run the numbers. Actually, get to know your market is a big tip, but focus on that. I've seen a lot of businesses that focus on the product first, a brilliant circular focused product or service but haven't gone out to the market and tested the market. You're just in danger of a stillbirth entry to a market if you don't do that, because you don't know that there are customers out there for it. That would be one, actually. And something I probably didn't do enough early on is get out and actually talk to our customer
2: base. Wow. That's some really key advice there. And obviously, a lot of it's coming from that lived experience of working and creating the Pedal Club. And there's just some really great ways there for people to reevaluate their own ideas or their own current business and apply those principles, which are becoming more and more Mm. crucial, really, in that world of sustainable business. Thank you for sharing that, Fergus. And we're moving in now to the end of our interview. I've just got two more questions to ask that we usually ask at the end of all of our podcasts. And the first one is, what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across? Recently, that are creating a positive social change themselves?
1: Oh, good question. I previously mentioned program that i think is great is the boomerang labs program they have a number of different programs and i think they've just launched their accelerator program which might be up and running at the moment actually it's all of their programs are focused on circular economy focused businesses it's really cool and i'm uh, pretty sure i saw a post on linkedin the other day about the accelerator so go and check that out and check out the businesses that are on there because they will know that would be awesome i did the bootcamp program which is like a two-day boot camp which helps you refine your business and as i say gets you in front of the right people and, and talking to the right people I think they've got another couple of programs as well. So they are really good. Obviously, hatched Stronger. There are so many great things going on. Brilliant startups and programs and initiatives. Those are some really fantastic accelerators and programs that you mentioned that help
2: people refine their own ideas, mm-hmm. which is fabulous. Definitely worth mentioning those. And to finish
1: off, what books or resources would you recommend to our listeners? How long have you got? I would recommend, so just on the theme of programs and stuff like that, there's a great newsletter feed that I get from Spark Festival. And it's not all to do with accelerators and programs, but they send you a daily update on what's going on startup scale up world I would recommend getting on the circular economy slack channel that is really good try and join some startup community groups I occasionally go down to fish burners in the CBD for their pitch night on a Friday that's usually pretty cool you see all sorts of businesses and founders pitching i've never actually done it myself with a pedal club which i probably should but they use it as a way to practice their pitches i think they get rated there's a panel of judges and stuff but you can go just as an audience member and have a bit of pizza and some beer and watch those it's quite fun and meet a couple of people in terms of books and resources i've just finished outliers by malcolm gladwell that is absolutely fantastic and quite inspiring what i would say which i have found i get much more from listening to podcasts than i do necessarily reading but search for podcasts in your industry There's so many podcasts out there that it's very difficult to find anything just organically on Spotify or whatever. But search for podcasts in your industry. And that's one of the best ways I've learned about things either in the startup world, social enterprise world or the environmental space or specifically bike industry. Um, You never know what's out there until you search it. I would say... YouTube would be your best friend. If you're a solo hunter, that's mm-hmm. how you learn how to do almost anything. Impact Hustlers is a great podcast. Impact Hustlers and Impact Leaders. Impact Hustlers is all about that are creating businesses and projects and initiatives for social and environmental good. I get newsletters from Startup Daily, TechCrunch and things like that as well, which is always good. But there's lots. Of... <laughs> that's yeah, sorry. that's a
2: collection <laughs> of absolutely <laughs> wonderful recommendations and so many you. It's great how many different recommendations there are there and across all different mediums. So people can pick what they enjoy and find different stuff that works for them. Thank you so much for sharing that. And all of those initiatives that you've mentioned, enterprises, the startup, and those programs that you talked about, as well as all of those resources we just talked about then at the end, those will all be linked in at the end of the article. Once people have either listened to our conversation or they've had a read through the finished product on the website, they'll be able to click on through, check those all out and create that own base of knowledge as well so that actually brings us unfortunately yeah. to the end of our interview today and i just want to say on behalf of impact boom fergus thank you so much for sharing your valuable insights and your time so generously today it's just been really amazing to follow your journey and great to see you come out of that Hatch Tronger accelerator program and see the work that the pedal club's creating and we're just very excited to see what you do in the future and wish you all the best
1: oh i appreciate that thank you indian it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me on